like to introduce Dr. Stroll and talk about the book. It's great to see you again. Yeah, thank you so much, Chef AJ. It is great to be back with you. I really appreciate the invitation. <clears throat> you know, we, uh, <clears throat> we wrote this book uh, because we wanted to tell stories of amazing people like we have on today, like Dr. Mandala and, uh, and Esther. How did you find the people? Because I imagine there could be several volumes of this book, you know, because there are so many stories of this through plant-based nutrition. Yeah, there's so, there are so many stories out there. And, you know, we were looking for a diversity of stories to, to help people see the spectrum of possibility in disease reversal. So we were trying to find, um, you know, from heart disease to cancer and everything in between so that people would understand the power of changing your plate and that it's not just for one disease, but it affects every cell in your body. And as your body gets healthy, these diseases just begin melting away. So we had this, you know, amazing opportunity to go out and start connecting with people to, you know, like Esther and Melissa Mandala here today and so many others. And it was such a pleasure to not only hear their story about the diseases they reversed, but their journey. And I think that's maybe one of the most important, um, important components of this book is just understanding how people did it, why, what motivated them, and uh, to see that their journey, you know, it's not always perfect, but the process is never perfect, but the outcomes are amazing. So what, what did, well, how did you decide to write this book? And I understand that the profits are going to Whole Food Plant-Based Initiatives. So thank you for that. Yeah, my co-author and I, Dan Purgis, you know, have been talking about uh, doing something like this for a number of years. We started the International Journal of Disease Reversal and Prevention, which is under the um, Plantrition Project. And, uh, you know, as we've looked at all the science, and uh, especially as a physician, I've realized that, you know, science only motivates people so far. And, you know, it's really these powerful, inspirational stories that serve as the the jet fuel, the motivation for people. You know, as someone hears a story that's uh, of a person that was in a similar place as they were fighting maybe a similar disease, and they see that they were able to escape, kind of get that escape velocity through a plant-based diet, they can grab a hold of that and say, well, if they can do it, then so can I. And that's really such an important part of um, you know, a clinician's job and a patient's opportunity to transform their life is to see someone else that's done it. You know, we know from the research that when somebody grabs a hold of hope, hope is not just a, a feeling or an emotion, it actually transforms the way our brain works. And so as somebody, you know, somebody reading the book reads a story about a person like themselves and just begins to believe that it's possible their brain actually changes and it activates at least six different regions of their brain that begin strategizing and laying out um, opportunities to overcome challenges and put a plan in place. And so, you know, hope sets people up for success. So Dan and I wanted to create a book where people would be able to discover a story of someone like themselves, would gain some hope, and then from the stories, learn how people actually did it. So it's not information coming from a doctor and telling you how to do it, but it's actually people that accomplished it, reversed their diseases, and are living a successful life uh, with vibrant health. How many different diseases did you cover in the book? You know, that's a good question. And I actually don't know that number. Uh, you know, the part of the cover are all the diseases in the book. 
but there are many more. And if we just look at like Esther's list alone on page 67, uh, you know, Esther covers a pretty wide range of diseases from obesity, depression, GERD, diverticulitis, bipolar, prediabetes, hypertension, sleep apnea, gastritis, pancreatitis, anemia, insomnia, vision problems, gallbladder disease, hyperlipidemia, constipation, hypothyroidism, and arthritis. And that's just Esther. So amazing. <laughs> hey, you know, you never see books like this written about the keto diet or the paleo diet where they show all these success stories of all this disease reversal, do you? No, that's a great point, especially over time, you know, like the research on keto and paleo, they can sure they can demonstrate short term changes in the research. But, you know, all of these stories, people have lived this for years and uh, you don't see books like this because people are not vibrantly alive for years having reversed their diseases. Absolutely. Why do you think it's so important to share success stories like this? Yeah, success stories are critically important because they, they give all of us a point of reference. Um, one to say, yes, it works. And it, it not only works for one person, but it works for a wide diversity of people from different places in the world and different age groups. You know, we have stories of young people making changes and we have people like Esther who didn't start making a change until her 70s. And so it gives us a, a scope, kind of a, a breadth of understanding that, you know, the power of the plate is not just good for heart disease or type 2 diabetes or, um, you know, knee arthritis, but it, it impacts the health of the body, um, you know, throughout every system in the body. And so it's, a, it's inspirational, I think, for people to understand how powerful the, the, the plants are and that it works for everyone. Do you think these success stories really inspire other people to change? Uh, you and I both know they do. And, uh, you know, having worked in medicine for so many years and, and uh, always pitching this to my patients, I had lots of patients that came to see me, not for lifestyle medicine, <clears throat> but for other conditions. And so I had this beautiful opportunity to try and kind of craft my message to, to grab them. And so I tried lots of different things through the years. I tried <clears throat> more science. I tried handing out research papers. <clears throat> I even handed people books. But the most powerful thing that I found is if I could tell them a story of somebody just like them that had a condition like theirs, <clears throat> they would walk out with inspiration and some hope and some motivation. And that really seemed to be the, the first uh, opportunity to really grab them and, and help them walk down that path. Mm people submit their stories to you or did you go out looking for them? Was there, was there, I'm just curious what the process is because if there's another book, I'm sure we can get you lots more stories. <laughs> yeah, this book, we actually went out and solicited stories. We uh, contacted some of my friends in healthcare. We um, looked on the internet. We, we tried to find stories so that we could tell the, the broader narrative of the power of plant-based nutrition um, and to help people see uh, a wide variety of people. So we spent, Dan and I spent a lot of time uh, asking people to submit their story, asking them to give us a little bit more information, to tell us a little bit more about their emotional journey so we could capture that as well. Uh, but you're right, I think for the next book, um, which is going to be Overweight Reversal Hope, 
we want to uh, have people submit some of their stories. And um, I think you'll appreciate this with the next book. We really want to, you know, not just tell the weight story. We want to tell the story of that emotional journey to wholeness that leads to normal weight. And so that's what we're really looking for for the next book. Oh, I want to be in that book. <laughs> well, consider it. I'm not kidding. And I could get you You're so in. many people. I mean, I could put out an APB and get you, I could probably get you a hundred people in the next five minutes. Seriously. You could almost make a documentary. <laughs> this book, you know, we did, we did. And it's coming out in February. We have a short documentary, um, disease reversal hope uh, with many of the authors of the stories. So people can see them and hear their powerful stories and, and uh, I think Melissa and Esther are in that documentary, if I'm not mistaken. So it's going to be a, a powerful one-two punch. Where can we see this? Uh, the film will be out, I think, next week. Um, we're just finishing that up. And uh, so we'll put it on our, our social media and make an announcement, Disease Reversal Hope, on Facebook and Instagram. Well, let me know, because then I'll put the link in the, with the show notes of this. Oh, super. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, why don't you introduce the guests that you have with you today and, and tell they can tell their stories. Yeah, thank you, Chef AJ. It's, it's my sincere honor to introduce uh, Esther Leverage and Dr. Melissa Mandala, um, who contributed to our book and have incredible stories. And so today, I think I told you at the outset of this, you know, this is not about me, but I really want them to tell their stories so that others can be inspired by you know, uh, the incre incredible courage that it took for them to make that step and the discipline and tenacity to keep going in the midst of some challenges. Um, they both overcome so much and they're both shining lights wherever they are. Dr. Mandala in her clinic, helping so many patients. Uh, Esther, through her amazing Facebook group and her own book, uh, are changing so many lives. So thank you, Esther and Melissa, for being here today. I'm really honored. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, this is great. Well, you know, earlier when you read all my ailments, I had to laugh because uh, whenever I think back on that period of my life, I knew I was obese. I knew I was morbidly obese because the doctor's report told me I was, even though I didn't like that. But when you read all of those conditions I had, I honestly didn't think I was sick. Isn't that amazing? I mean, I knew I was fat, but I, I, I just didn't think of myself as being sick until uh, my weight and uh, the pain in my knees threatened to keep me from traveling. And at that point, you know, I was able to travel and go places and do things. And but when it looked like that was going to come to a halt, that's when I needed to do something about it. And all of those diseases that are listed in your book, they're all gone. All medications are gone. And I've lost 100, since I went plant-based, I've lost 130 pounds. And the miraculous thing is I've kept it off. It has not come back because I've learned the secret. And the secret is it's the food and it's knowing about calorie density. And as long as I stay fruits and vegetables, grains and beans, I never, never, never have to worry about gaining that weight back again. And I call it nirvana. I call it the fountain of youth. I mean, there's just nothing better mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, psychologically to have found an answer and to get off that wagon of yo-yo dieting. 
That is amazing. That is amazing. If that's not the greatest sales pitch that I've ever heard, I don't know what it would be. <laughs> that is, is remarkable. I know in your story, you, you mentioned that you also wrote your own obituary. Did it, did that wake you up or still at that point, you didn't think you were sick? Well, I, I think it was just part of the divine unfoldment of my life because uh, why Ben even said to me one time, he said, uh, you know, and it wasn't because my health was threatening or my life was being threatened, but he just said, as a matter of fact, I think you better write your own obituary because if you die, before me, I'm not going to be able to write it. And so it was in July of 2016, or it's just shortly before that, that I got up in the middle of the night and I wrote my obituary and had it all, all laid out there. And then it was kind of like psychologically, I came to an end there. And then it was just two weeks later that I got Dr. McDougall's Maximum Weight Loss book. And it was given to me. I, somebody said, well, why did you choose that one? Well, I didn't choose it. it, it chose me. And I decided to put it to the test. And I thought if it works, I'm gonna give him the credit. And I knew I had to jump in 100% or I could not have had my own clinical test. And I wanted to you know, accurately be able to say if the test worked or not. And so if I played with it, I would not be able to make that determination. So I jumped in and right away, the inflammation of my body started leaving, my knee sizes started going down. And it was soon after that, I got off a of pain medication and then I got off my statins and then I got off my, even my thyroid. I mean, I hate to brag about that because many people do not get to that point. And so I don't set myself up as, um, as the way it should be or could be for everyone. But for me, it was wonderful that as my weight came down, my thyroid medication was reduced until I finally got down to um, 50 MCs or whatever. Is it MCs? Is that what you call it? And when it got to that point, I thought that's the last medication to go. So I said to my doctor, well, can I go off of that? And he said, I said, what would be the worst thing that would happen? And he said, well, you might gain some weight back and you might not have as much energy. <laughs> So I continued to still lose. So we went off on a six-week trial to see how I do. And I've been off of it. And I just, I love my life. I love sharing the good news. I love telling everybody, you know, how possible it is. But I have to tell you that I am so, I'm so thrilled with his book that I have purchased 40 of them because wow. it's, it's so important to me. It's so important to me. And I wish it was a book where you could just tear off the pages and hand the certain pages to certain people, you know, for their own diseases. Because uh, like the, the part, especially on reversing kidney disease and reversing diabetes. I mean, I have someone in my family who's facing going to dialysis and I did give them the book. But what I say to people now is take this book and make it your bedtime story and just read one story a night to your mate you know, so that you can really feel the impact of that person's journey. And because it's not like a novel where you want to read one after another, and you certainly can't, but we like reading one at a time. And then even Dan purchased the stories at the end where he puts stories of people who did not submit their story, but he had met them and put them there. And, and then the, the part about the coronavirus too, and how, you know, I am so tired of people saying, you know, we have to wear our mask and we have to socially distance and we have to get our vaccines but they don't tell the critical part, which is boosting our own immune system. 
And that's something we can do on our own. And to the extent that we do that, we're going to be healthier for life and also be healthier in, during these times, you know. But I wish we could get that message out, you know, boost your immune system by going plant-based. Yeah, me too. Me too. Thank you so much, Esther. One quick question before I ask Melissa a question. Uh, how quickly did your knee arthritis improve after you changed your diet? Well, I started July 13th of 2016, and that fall we went to China on another trip, and I was able to manage the trip. So just a short period of time. I think I took some pain pills with me on that trip just in case to get me through the trip because mm -hmm. I didn't want to do the knee injections, and I didn't, uh, I didn't want to. Well, the other option was my knee was almost bone on bone, and the doctor said he could refer me to orthopedics for a possible knee replacement. And then he dropped the bomb, but you'd have to lose 70 pounds first. And I just, mm -hmm. I didn't even think that was possible. So I lost 130 and no knee. <laughs> and, and no, eye I mean, I don't know how often you hear about eyes improving, but three months after I started the diet, the doctor said to me, okay, now your eye is ready for surgery. Cause I have a macular pucker and I have pseudo exfoliation and I had cataracts of course. And I said, oh, well, I've just started a plant-based diet. And I just have this feeling that it's going to help my eyes too. So do I have to have surgery now? And he said, no, come back and see me in six months. So I came back in six months. And he says, your eyesight has improved. Come back and see me again. I went back every six months until finally he said, I said to him, well, you know, I've been kind of wearing my glasses sometimes because I don't know if that protects them or not. And he said, with your eyesight, you do not need to wear glasses. I mean, talk about feeling totally healed. I mean, it's just, you know, I almost wish there was something else I could work on. <laughs> so it's I'm, amazing. It sounds too good to be true, but yes, here you are. You know? I know. And I even went to DMV and they took corrective lens off of my driver's license. So, I mean, it's just a miracle. After that America. is remarkable. And then emotionally, what it does for you and spiritually, you know, you just feel alive. The brain fog is gone. You're alert. I have memory. Like, it's just like I've been refired. Refired. It took you so long. That is I, I love it. <laughs> so I, I, lost, I lost 80 pounds. I lost 80 pounds the first year and then 25 pounds the next year and 25 pounds the next year uh, maintained for two and a half. And we were taking cruises around the world during that time and still maintaining you know, the program because you can make it work if you want to. How big is your want? That's right. That's right. If you want to, that's exactly yeah. right. Wow, thank you. We'll come back in a minute. Thank you. Melissa, um, I love your story because um, there's such a powerful emotional component there. Um, you know, I'll just read from your book that, you know, you reversed irritable bowel syndrome, GERD, acne, anxiety, overweight, and depression. And you were, you know, young and healthy growing up on a Filipino diet, but then slowly that diet started to attack your gut. Um, you tried exercise, right? And that only helped 50%. And, you know, Tell us a little bit more about that kind of um, that awakening, the emotional journey that helped you really transition over to a plant-based diet and find healing. Sure. No, thank you, Scott. By the way, Esther, that story is phenomenal, right? It's it's just full of life, full of healing, hope, restoration, and um, just to see the breath literally in one person come to life and 
explore and transform. And, and you know, for me, I would say my, you know, my story is something where I say, um, when you're when you're just young in my 20s and my even in my teens going through life, you don't realize that there's a connection between health and and just living. You just think you live and and that's you know that's life. But li literally, our health is um, a big part of us. And when I had my um, I would say realization that whatever we eat, however we move, how we connect with others, and that emotional component is really fed by the types of food we eat um, was just something I had to discover on my own where things just kept getting worse and worse for me um, to the point where I had the irritable bowel syndrome. No one wants loose stools when they're young, going to the bathroom all the time, bloated after almost every meal, after just um, cold water. And um, and literally, yes, I'm from an Asian background. And um, I would say about 90% of our population or more is lactose intolerant and or sensitive. And I actually confirmed this past month from a, a genetic test that it's truly there. <laughs> I do have that. And I would say, and we don't have to wait to confirm by genetic test and spend those excessive money on tests. But I, I would say when you kind of piece out that um, the component of nutrition and exercise together really helps elevate your mood because 90% of the gut um, is where our serotonin, our neurotransmitters, our nerves. But the emotional part for me, I would say it's not easy. Um, I would say um, coming out of the mental health closet, um, a lot of people want to just kind of keep that in and because it's a very vulnerable vulnerable aspect um, of their life. Um, when, and especially when you're in the healthcare field, you know, I don't like to wear the white coat all the time because literally it causes fear and anxiety itself. <laughs> um, and so for me to just share that just was um, so important to me because I have so many young teenagers, 20 year olds who have that similar story with untreated IBS, undiagnosed depression, anxiety. Um, they say about almost 54% of people are undiagnosed and there's about 55 million people suffering from mental health conditions. And um, sadly, um, a big, I would say, I think there is a statistic about 5.7 um, end up having um, suicide ideations. Um, so um, that's 5.7 million. And so that's a lot. Um, and so um, the aspect of um, the emotional, spiritual component, when I was able to get that all lined up, my gut health improved, my moved improved, my weight just naturally came off. I didn't have to overdo it and run 10Ks all the time. I just had to eat right. Um, and so I think that was the beauty of it. And being able to sustain that um, gave me that renewed purpose that Esther just talked about. I literally shared it with everyone, um, um, husband, family, um, patients. And I think um, that's where the hope is. I also have the book and I, you gave me the idea, Esther, I really want to put this in my goodie bag for all my patients. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that is great. And how much, you know, in your story, uh, Melissa, you talk about <clears throat> overcoming the negative self-talk. Um, maybe you can just share that with all of us because that's such an important part of gaining real freedom from some of those unhealthy foods is breaking that emotional kind of food addiction cycle. Yeah, and I would say, 
Definitely. A lot of the foods we eat not only just have MSG and artificial foods or um, flavoring and components that exacerbate that, but also we don't realize that we we kind of set ourselves up for um, failure because we tell ourselves ugly, negative things. And I, I think for myself, I, I didn't realize I was telling myself that. And sometimes we even attribute it to our, even our identity or even how we perform in the workplace and saying, I'm not good enough or this food um is horrible and therefore i'm horrible um and our our brain just um, accumulates all these toxic emotions that become really deadly because we end up believing it and then we end up not wanting to um, move forward and we almost feel paralyzed emotionally um and so i i just had to um, be aware of that i went through my own counseling i went through my own, I would say, self-realization through journaling. And, and and it, like I said, this was a very intimate um, place where, and time where I was either in Chicago by myself, no family or friends, or just in my own space. And I, I think that's where um, the hope comes when you, you're able to use one meal at a time and one um, spiritual experience at a time, meditation and walking, you unpeel um, those negative thoughts so you don't overgeneralize and you don't think that the world is over, literally, um, and or catastrophize. Um, and so I think, once again, we're all human. <laughs> and I think everyone could probably admit the time in their life when we were depressed or anxious. And I think that's the reality of things. And how has this changed you as a physician? I know you practice lifestyle medicine now, but when you go into a room and see a patient, how do you approach them differently than maybe you did before? Yeah, no, thank you. I, I just spend a lot of time, to be honest, listening, listening um, because they've had some real hurts and pains um, because not only of their symptoms, but maybe even the healthcare system itself, or they felt um, they couldn't find a solution or they weren't heard. Um, so a lot of times my patients and I, we we cry together, we laugh together. Um, and we just have this human connection where there is a not only a better relationship that we can evolve um, with our food and our lifestyle, but with themselves. Um, and so it, it just changed me um, to the point where um, I'm not going to them the pill or the procedure. Um, we I give them a shot. It takes time. Like um, Esther said, I have patients who would lose 60 pounds, but that didn't happen in months. That happened over three years, and that's okay. Um, it takes persistence and patience, um, and I say even prayer. So all these levels of um, understanding um, helped me. That is amazing. Well, I know that every patient that encounters you as a physician and a person is really blessed because uh, you see them as a whole person and you love them through that amazing journey. Uh, so I, I honor you for that as a physician. That's incredible. And I know your husband's also in the book, right? Can you maybe just share a quick bit of his story, Dr. Mike, you? Yeah, thank you, Dr. Scott. So he, so he was my apprentice, meaning I, I, I had to transform the, literally the fridge and the pantry for him to um, give up some of those foods that he grew up on, which was literally the keto Atkins diet because he was a football player and really wanted to bulk up. But that led to his gout and ankylizing spondylitis, peripherally, um, and other arthritis. And that was literally, unfortunately, the poison to him. And he didn't even 
even realize it. And we were going around seeing so many physicians getting different opinions. Um, and it's just really troublesome to have that type of pain while you're in medical training. But thank God, um, we we're able to uh, commit to a plant-based diet together and be able to um, demonstrate that labs do improve, that we don't have to go on um, stronger medications. We call them um, immunomodulators, similar to cancer medications, really bad, hard side effects. Um, so we're just thankful that he was able to um, end up not needing the medications and, and being pain-free. And I think that's a testament of this possibility of hope that never ends. And it's really a daily commitment because it's not easy um, when you're surrounded by um, everyone else who is not living the plant-based style. But when you have a, a community, when you have a team, people like Esther and her support group, um, it really makes it worthwhile. And, and not only worthwhile, where you, you see the shift um, and then more people, your biggest critic ends up being um, your sidekick. And that's that was him. He was my critic. <laughs> and now he's my sidekick. <laughs> That's right. Sometimes your critics, you say, just wait a little while. You'll be, you'll come along, right? We don't have to always answer the critics. You know, one of Micah's, uh, I, you know, I don't know of anyone else personally that has reversed ankylosing spondylitis. And so that's why part of his story is so important for all those people that are struggling with some of these spondylitic arthropathies that, you know, there is an answer uh, and there is hope. Yeah, so he had gout and his pseudo gout was on there too. They kept chopping um, his joints and ultrasounding and the disease kept evolving. And now that we practice um, uh, in our clinic and we're able to see people nationally and internationally, we see that there's certain patterns that literally people of all rheumatic disease um, have this potential for healing um, and reversal. And so that's just the beauty of it. it literally, it's the similar pathways, just like any other metabolic disease disease um, uh, that people can truly decrease the risk of um, their immune system being compromised and really supporting it through a whole food plant-based diet. That is amazing. Thank you, Melissa. And Esther, your husband came along as well, Ben. Took him a little while to break the donut habit after being a baker, right, and having a donut shop, but he finally came along. He did. He did. I'm so thankful. At first, he said, uh, I never could eat like you. And I said, well, that's okay. You know, and fortunately for me, he was the cook in the family. So it wasn't like I had to make two different meals. And then it took him maybe a total of nine months. But he said at first, well, I want to wait till the meat's all out of the freezer. And I said, okay. And then around Easter time, he said, well, I don't think I'll buy any more eggs. And I don't think I'll buy any more mayonnaise and any more oil. And I said, okay. And and then he came on board. He, he kind of jokingly says he heard all of this uh, propaganda in the house all the time, you know, with me listening to Chef AJ and, and uh, all of the different doctors on the program. And he would overhear it, of course. And then finally, you know, he didn't really have a crisis like I did. I was literally brought to my knees. Uh, but he, um, he did have sleep apnea and he did have pain in his knee from a football injury. injury. And he had, he kind of got addicted to taking Tylenol PM to go to sleep at night and um, had had previous experience of cellulitis and kidney stones and a ruptured appendix. But other than that, you know, his weight, well, his all-time high was 320 and he wore a size 52 belt. And when he started on the program, after we had been, unfortunately, on Atkins, which almost killed me, um, he started at 220 on this program and 
he's now down to 160 on a six foot frame. So he's happy, he goes to the gym and he's got his energy back and no medication. And so it's great having him on board. So it's, it's, yes, it's wonderful to be united. I don't like divided houses. <laughs> no, it is. It's powerful to be united. That's right. Yeah. That is amazing. AJ, did you have any questions? Yes, I thank you so much. I didn't want to interrupt, but there are a few questions for the guests. And the first one, well, maybe this one is for you first, Dr. Stoll. People are saying, can you reverse a cataract? Well, you know, uh, we don't see it consistently, but there are cases like Esther where people do reverse their cataracts. You know, it's not one that we can say consistently you'll reverse your cataracts with a whole food plant-based diet. But I've had patients, my mom being one of those, and Esther, where they actually have seen that reversal. It's incredible. I, Esther, people are asking what you ate specifically to, to facilitate these amazing changes in your health. Well, I just followed Dr. McDougall's Maximum Weight Loss Program, which is fruit and vegetables, grains and beans. And thanks to you and your book, Dr. Uh, Chef AJ, where on the back of your book, you have the calorie density chart. I wish that wasn't copyrighted because I would just love to blast that everywhere. No, you can use my chart. Just, just, that's fine. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, look, we can send you a PDF and that's not a problem. Oh, that'd be wonderful because that is the answer for me because being old, like I was at 70, what was I, 72 before I started. And, um, but I, I want to go back before I forget and say, I don't think in my case, my cataracts have been dissolved or whatever. But that's the, even the bigger miracle of it all, that even with my cataracts, even with pseudo exfoliation, even with the macular pucker, my eyes still improved. So I think it's the circulation. I think it's the no fat in the system, you know, and my vision just improved. It's not 100%, but I don't have to wear glasses, you know. So I think I still have the, the cataracts and, the, and they haven't gone away. But and then they then they decided I might have a mole in my eye and they were testing it to make sure I didn't have cancer, you know, and that was going on periodically too. But you know, so I don't I can't explain it. I can't explain it except to say I can see it's it's good enough for me. It's like if you don't have any pain, you know, why look at the symptoms, right? Or why try to figure out something? But anyway, so that's what I eat. If I eat oatmeal and I eat uh, lots of potatoes, lots of sweet potatoes, and I eat my salads, and I eat, um, I, I love all my vegetables, I love my Instant Pot, in fact, late, lately, I've been doing an Instant Pot video every day in Esther's Nutritional Journey to show people the simplicity of it, and I don't do fancy recipes, I just eat whole food, and I, I put pictures of everything I put in my mouth is in my journey, because I want people to identify what I'm eating without having to figure out what recipe created it. And so you look at my plate mm. of food and you say, that's a potato and that's green beans and that's broccoli. And that's, you know, it's just self-identifiable. I hardly have to explain what I'm eating. And I, I just rarely go over that line. Now, Ben, he has a different metabolism. He's younger than I am. He's a man and all that. So he does eat some bread and tortillas and some more avocado than I do. But if you stick to that plan, it's just, and it was so wonderful because if I had been given Dr. McDougall's regular starch solution, I don't think I would have had the success I had. It took restricting me and I didn't know there was a choice. So it wasn't like I cho chose the maximum weight loss. You know, that's just what I was given and I figured it from God, I took it and ran with it. It's, 
This is wonderful. Fantastic. Deanna wanted to know if you did any exercise, Esther. Yeah, I used to swim. Um, and then I got kind of lazy the last six months. And But I do like swimming as my exercise of choice. And I did get up to where, you know, I swim in an hour at a time. And uh, then this last week, I decided that, you know, exercise is only 20% and our food is 80% of our success. But then I thought, you know, 20%, if I got 20% of the bank, I would think that's pretty good. So I decided I, the last, last Friday and again yesterday, I went and I did a whole hour on the treadmill and it was kind of fun. And you know what? You can even meditate while you exercise. And that's kind of exciting. You know, I just don't turn that boob tube on and I don't put in the earbuds in. I just I close my eyes and do my walking. And it's just glorious. It's just glorious. So, yes. And like Dean Orney says, you know, you need sleep, you need exercise, you need love and you need the food. But, you know, still, I'm, I'm a big duper, so I say it's the food and everything else falls into place. I need them to find a way where we can exercise while we sleep and then I would save a lot more time. well i don't even worry about sleep anymore i if i get five hours a night you know and and dr mcdougall says as we get older we don't need so much a lot of people say oh eight hours eight hours well people spend more time worrying about their sleep if they just lay there and be quiet in the silence and think and meditate or whatever you do i mean you can just rise higher and higher and higher in, in your in your evolution of whatever you want to call it you know it's just a wonderful consciousness to use that time to rest and be quiet and, and learn. How long was it till your husband joined you? How, how long did it take him to get on board? About nine months. And so Susanna wants to know how you, how did you cope with the unclean environment during that time? Well, I asked him, you know, this is one thing I talk about when, when we do make this change, you know, like you say, Chef AJ, and your, your words are in my head all the time. If it's in your house, it will be in your mouth. And so even though uh, we had done dieting together before on the Atkins diet, uh, this time I took a risk and I said, would you help me as I do this? And would you not bring any sweets into the house? Because I could handle the nuts being there. I could handle the bread. I could handle the chips. I could handle other things, but I just didn't want the sweets because I am or was, I guess, am a food addict. And once I start, I just don't stop. You know, you, you give me a, a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream and I just pray that he doesn't even want to bite. And you give me a pound of seized candy and I just want to eat it all so the temptation's gone. But now that's all gone. So yeah, so Ben helped me initially. He he didn't really buy that much sweets, but if he bought even some health bars, I had him keep those out in the garage so they weren't in my face. And then he knew I was I was serious, you know, because I was asking for help. So ask for help. And if your family won't help you, at least you know where you stand. Yeah, because if it's in your place, it's in your face. That's right. <laughs> and from your lips to your hips, right? Yeah. Dr. Mandala, right. your husband didn't, because I guess because he's a doctor, he, he joined you quicker, didn't he? No, I would say about six months, so it's not that quick. <laughs> I think it's the same thing. You have, I have also, you know, when you think you cleaned out the kitchen, it's not just one dump; it's multiple 
systems and things keep sneaking through. Um, so it, it definitely took some time. And when you eat out too, you have to learn how to pick um, foods when you go to restaurants or other people's homes. So it's definitely that it's always, you know, in the beginning, it's like tug of war and, and kind of figuring out the foods that the processed foods that give us that quick fix. But then compared to the whole foods, you're like satisfied um, and getting to that satisfaction that's maybe more stable and not the highs and lows. So we had to make some adjustments, but it, it was definitely one of those things where how can I even eat, you know, his ethnic foods that he used, you know, used to love. Like if we think about all the Asian cuisine, um, majority is animal-based too. And so we had to definitely learn to cook differently, which is totally doable. We love like, for example, miso soup and hot pots um, and figuring out like there's tons of nice um, lightly stir fried veggies to eat and tons of soy and tofu um, but I think that's what is the joy of us just experiencing people's cultures too and, and cooking um, their way but in a plant-based version uh, is knowing that, that this is a possibility for all generations all um, ethnic backgrounds and and that's and that's where the humanity comes in because a lot of times we want different food and sometimes I have um, patients who don't want to eat the same thing every day. Um, so and I would say that's OK. We can find different recipes and meals. And I do the same thing. as I love doing um, just little videos and pictures of my food as well and sharing it with my patients and my patients and I they would share all their pictures too and, and show me their Instapot recipes and kind of track their weight and their blood pressure. And it, I think it's part of the fun when they know their own um, doctor struggle too. Um, it, it just allows them the freedom to even be more honest with um, um, ourselves and each other. And so I think that's the fun portion of what I do. And Dr. Mandala, uh, Tiffany wanted to know where you practice and can you see patients like regular, like us regular folk? Oh yeah, definitely. So I'm here in Orange County. I'm in Newport um, Beach, but I do a lot of telemedicine too, my husband and I. So I, I practice in California, in Florida for my license. Um, and he has many other licenses as, as well. So just reach out to us um, at drlifestyle.org. Nice. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I'm looking if there's any more questions. You know, it'd be cool, Dr. Stoll, if you could find a disease, every disease that started with one letter of the alphabet, A to Z, for the next edition. You know what I mean? That's a good idea. You know, asthma, asthma, bronchitis, colitis, diverticulitis, encephalopathy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm yeah, trying to <laughs> Is there a disease with an X? We, we kind of did that. We have a table of diseases in here that starts with A, and I'm going to just see where that ends up. I don't think we had a Z, but we ended up with the uh, S's, stage four lupus nephritis. So we got to S, A to S in the table of diseases. Nice. Uh, Lori has a question for you, Dr. Stoll. Did you write a book called 40 Day Journey? Uh, I did write a book called Alive, um, a physician's uh, uh, scientific and, and biblical 40-day uh, journey uh, back in 2012. So that was 10 years ago I wrote that book. It's time for an update. And um, that was my first book in 2012. She wanted to know, is it a devotional, a cookbook, medical explanation, a diet plan? 
Uh, it's a little bit of both. I, I wrote it in such a way that there are 40 short chapters that kind of walk you through an entire journey of like spirit, soul, body, health. Um, and so I, it's, it's kind of like this book where you don't have to read, you know, one chapter at a time. You can pick a chapter. You can read it, as Esther said, as a, a nighttime bed story. And I just wanted to create something that would uh, help give people some guidance and give them a broader scope on health. Thanks. Uh, for the guests, Renee wants to know if either of you guys take supplements or took supplements on your journey to disease reversal and optimal health. I take vitamin B12. I took um, B12 and vitamin D. So those two um, were my essentials. I would say, you know, multivitamins, they, they're so, it's such a complex, um, I would say, um, question, but the most essential was literally B12 and vitamin D. Um, and when it comes to our, like some people need a little bit more just based on, um, I would say their health condition and labs, but literally um, the only thing is B12 and vitamin D. So thank you. Cool. This is exciting. So uh, uh, Dr. Stoll, what, what platform will the documentary be on? I mean, is it something people see on Netflix or they just go to your website because people are really wanting to see the visual that goes with the book? Yeah, it'll be, it, we'll just post it on our website, uh, disease-reversal-hope.org. And uh, it'll be up for free. We'll put it on other platforms, probably YouTube. And uh, so once it's up, I'll let you know. We can share it and everybody can watch that. We want to make it available to everyone. That is amazing. Why don't more doctors know about this? I mean, like, you know, you should really tear out every chapter for every specialty. You know, send one chapter to a rheumatologist, one to an ophthalmologist, you know. Yeah, I mean, Melissa and I both know uh, doctors don't know about this because we don't receive any of this information in our training. Uh, and that's, that's the reason I started the Plantrition Project with Susan and Tom back in 2012 um, to help get this information out and to let doctors know that this, there is actually an amazing body of literature that supports whole food plant-based nutrition and lifestyle intervention, not only for the prevention of disease, but the reversal of disease. Yeah, and I would say definitely there's a huge deficiency of the lifestyle medicine, I would say pillars and the nutritional component where people have to go outside and take extra um, conferences, just like the Plantrition Project or get other, um, even if you look for CME, it's not that easy to find. So going and diving into all the studies um, yourself is kind of what most, I would say, physicians end up doing. The early pioneers is either developing the research or searching. And I, I think that's the, now it's becoming literally more mainstream. You literally see plant-based in the restaurants, in the, in the fast food arena, in the grocery stores. And now we have, I think our responsibility is just to be able to continue to educate and to say for what's healthy plant-based and what um, actually promotes health for um, disease reversal. So I think it's exciting to see the culture shift and now we can have even the doctors who may not have the time to go again extra um, educated um, can see how it is coming to their to their eyes literally and maybe they'll get curious and search for that evidence as well this question could be for any of you yeah and aj we're launching oh, what'd you say i was just going to add real quick we're launching we're launching an initiative with the Plantrition Project this year to reach uh, every healthcare professional student in the world with this information. We're going to take everything that we've ever done in the Plantrition Project, every lecture, everything that's ever been written, 
put it on a learning management platform and give it away to free for every healthcare professional student in every country so that they can access this information early in their career. And you know, not like Melissa and I, after we learned everything, we have to go back and relearn and unlearn. You know, they'll be able to learn this as they go through their career training. That is incredible. All, for all three of you, the question is, because I'm sure you all read the book, we're, you know, we've heard of a lot of uh, reversal with heart disease, of course, with a plant-based diet, but were there any diseases in here that you were like, I've never heard that disease being reversed before? Well, I, I'll I, let Melissa and Esther go first. Oh, I, I was surprised reading through this book about the severity of some of the kidney diseases and some of the cancer that, um, you know, it's not always thought of as being foodborne, but that really surprised me and how sick some people were and for how long and the struggle that they had to go through. And the other thing I want to say about this book that's so powerful to me is to give credibility to the stories is that every, almost everyone without exception wants to share the good news, having learned uh, about uh, attaining their health and everyone wants to pay it forward. And it's just, it's turned us all into missionaries, I think, to wanting to spread the good news. And the other thing that sets this uh, book apart for me is that you can contact the people whose stories are told. It's not like they're some anonymous person, but they either have websites where they've written books or something where you can reach out to them. And I think that's pretty powerful. Yeah, you know, going through these table of diseases and um, going through the details of their story. Sometimes we we think just in the medical community, we we understand clearly that um, diabetes and high cholesterol and high blood pressure and even some heart disease um, can um, be reversed. And but to see the depth of the mental health component, even chronic kidney disease, that was just such a joy to see that that got into the book. Um, even the PTSD and. Um, so these, the complexity of the stories chosen was really, I would say, eye-opening, even as a provider, because it's, it's just a daily, daily reminder to just keep the path, um, because um, these are, uh, I know there's many untold stories. This is just the first edition. I'm sure there's going to be lots more. Um, and, and I would say that um, when it comes to it, not only people, you know, look at the research, um, but also the, um, it's a combination, right? We have a face, we have, um, we have the details that you don't necessarily see in research, um, and you can hear um, the just not only the, the desperation of where people wanted to find answers, um, but also maybe a second and third opinion, and they can find out there is a solution. So I think that was the beauty of the book. Thank you, Melissa. Mm -hmm. Thank you. AJ, are you waiting on me? Is that the pause? Uh, no, what I was saying is, uh, Doctor, um, still there was a nice comment from Susanna that it was so nice of you to give the uh, the stuff away. You know, the, your 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 content away for free to the students. Uh, yes, we feel like that's the best way to reach them. You know, it's if we offer it, uh, if we give access to the students for free, um, you know, I, all of us remember being students at some point in time. And uh, Melissa and I in medical school, my wife and I used to donate plasma to get enough money to go out on a date. So, you know, we, we didn't want 
we didn't want to create a barrier of, um, of finances to access the material, especially in other parts of the world. So we wanted to make the, um, the we wanted there to be no barrier, no friction, and that anybody who wanted this information could find it for free. Great. Renee would like to know if pulmonary hypertension can be reversed. Uh, yeah, you know, I know of some cases. Again, you know, we're stepping out on some of these where there's there's there are no randomized controlled trials. There's not a lot of scientific evidence. We're speaking anecdotally. And as a physician, I have worked with a couple of patients that have reversed their pulmonary hypertension. Some of these conditions, it depends on the severity. If you get scarring in some of the conditions, you can reverse partial, but maybe not all of it. Um, but there's always hope. You know, I always tell my patients, even if you don't get to 100% and you get to 50 or 75%, you're so much better than you were before. We've been able to titrate off medications, reduce the number of doses. You feel better. You have more oxygen capacity. You have more breath, less shortness of breath. So, you know, it's, it's not an all or nothing. Like every step along the way is a dramatic improvement and increase in quality of life and vibrancy. Right. Yeah, and I, I also, um, reminds me of a patient I also too had with someone with COPD and pulmonary hypertension and um, also um, CHF. So it was a combination and definitely there's a range um, and definitely um, I would say it's, it is an opportunity not just to focus on one organ, but many organs benefit from whole food plant-based. And, and that's where the courage comes to say, you know, it, it is, I say even people are so into anti-aging, but I would say the plant-based um, is the way to bring that um, where we can at least slow down the aging aspect and decrease the, the inflammatory processes. And so when it comes to that, I, you know, people's oxygen capacity does improve um, because you're, you're not um, throwing all the pro-inflammatory foods. So um, there is definitely some, um, those small, um, I would say stories that we've heard too, but hopefully we tend, those stories can continue to um, grow in number because there are more and more people being aware of that possibility is um, a prescription, literally as lifestyle medicine, as plant-based um, eating. Here's an interesting question. Have any doctors gotten upset with about this way of life and eating and why? Maybe it threatens their uh, income. <laughs> you can use kale instead, you know, carrot instead of a stent. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I've run into some of those that, you know, we're, we're um, with this kind of information, we're really infringing on, you know, traditional uh, educational patterns. And um, anytime you start pushing into this area, you're going to run into some friction. You're going to step on some toes. Um, but I always just, you know, I always tell people whether you're sharing it with your family or you're sharing it with colleagues, you always lead with love and recognize that all of us were in the same boat at one point in time. You know, I was resistant to this information, uh, you know, early on in medical school. I think AJ, my, you interviewed my wife and I always tell the story. My wife came to me my second year of med school and said, I think we need to change our diet. And my first question to her was, where am I going to get my protein? And so, you know, I'm stuck answering my own question the rest of my life. Uh, so, you know, I always give people grace on that side, just knowing, you know, they come from different places, they have different levels of investment and, um, and over time, I think that they'll see it. And, you know, the best way to be in a, uh, convincing is to be an example yourself. Yep. Yeah. Question if the book will ever be available as an ebook or as a Kindle, because right now it's paper, paperback and hardback, I believe. 
We are just finishing the Kindle version and that should be up hopefully next week. And what about an Audible? Uh, we are also working on that. We're, uh, we're listening to some of the voices for the book. And so uh, there are plans for an Audible book, hopefully, you know, mid-February to March. Yes. Excellent. Uh, Kathy says, if somebody's changing their lifestyle, at what point do you think about changing your medication doses? This is why you got to work with one of these fine doctors. Melissa, I'll let you take that yeah, one. That's a great yeah, question. Yeah, thank you. I think definitely um, when you try any type of new uh, lifestyle diet, you're changing what's going into your body. And um, I think it's always safe to reach out to a, a physician, someone like more likely who has um, the plant-based lifestyle medicine. I would say training can make it a little bit more, I would say easier and collaborative um, if possible. And so I think that when you start noticing differences in your symptoms, um, definitely you don't want to delay seeking care um, because you might be under or overdosing um, on your medications and then your labs might be to the point where um, we can't always know based on our symptoms. We have to see the numbers as well. So um, it's definitely a, a process that is hopeful but needs supervision. So please reach out to um, one of our plant-based doctors. I'm here for you and I'm sure there's a lot of many other people and you can literally go on, you know, Plantrition has a definitely, I know there's a uh, directory, um, many directories out there. I also am part of Planted Forward too, which we have um, more providers as well. So based on your health condition, um, we can definitely help you. And there's RDs and health coaches that are also part of our teams. And I think that's um, the beauty of it because there's different layers of support for every type of, I would say, strategy you might need to come up with. Right. You know, I think a nice way to end this would be, if you don't mind, Dr. Stoll, I, I pulled up the uh, the trailer for the documentary and we could end uh, showing the people that if you like. Oh, that would be wonderful. I just want um, Esther and Melissa to share their contact information because one of our hopes for the book was to elevate other people. And uh, so I want to make sure we give time real quick, Melissa, um, how can people find you? Oh, thank you. Yeah, so basically they can find me on my website, as I mentioned, drlifestyle.org or melissamandalamd.com. Um, I also am in Facebook and Instagram, um, YouTube. My husband is there too, my autoimmune MD. Um, he has a website and a YouTube he just launched. He'll be sharing all, all the studies for lifestyle and integrative medicine. And then um, I also have another telemedicine, um, I would say, organization I started um, called plantedfor.com. So please um, reach out to us. We are your team. We're rooting for you. And I'll put that in the show notes too, That's guys. Awesome. So don't worry. They, they can look below the video. Much. And I'm excited. Oh, Dr. Stoll, and it, can we also announce this on our social media platforms? I'm wondering when is this live so I can um, share this as well. Oh, you can share it today. So yeah. go for it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and Esther, you like to send people to your Facebook group, right? Yes, yeah, so I think that's where I can help them on a daily basis. It's Esther's Nutritional Journey. And there are two questions to answer when you ask to join, and then I can approve you. Uh, you could also email me at Ben or Esther, E-S-T-H-E-R, at sbcglobal.net. Uh, or you can just put Esther Liebeck Leverage in Google and see quite a few interviews as well. But if you want direct contact, the group is the best way. 
And I'll put everything in the show notes. Well, guys, thank you so much. Congratulations, Dr. Stoll, on this wonderful book and documentary and to Dr. Mandala and Esther on your disease reversal, which gives everybody hope. Yes, that's right. Great. Well, now I am thank going you, to- Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you. Are you kidding? It is my pleasure. And now I'm going to play that. Hopefully I, I know how to do this uh, screen share. I'm going to play the trailer. Let's see. Did I do that right? Tell me I did it right. Did it right. I see it. Okay, here we go. My name is Adam Sud. My name is Mary Snyder. My name is David Bridges. I'm Marcy Madrid. I'm 40 years old. I didn't know what was happening to me. My hair started falling out. My fingers swelled up. Pus started coming out of my face. I woke up on the floor of my apartment in a puddle of vomit, pile of fast food garbage, surrounded by empty pill bottles. My liver was shutting down. My kidneys were shutting down. Evidence is not enough. The science is not enough. We've just given pills and procedures and operations which have nothing to do with the causation of the disease, which is why these patients never get cured. Our medical system never inspires hope. In fact, we often tell people it's only going to get worse. We'll have to add more medications. When my doctor told me that I would be on insulin the rest of my life, I was devastated. I didn't want to lose him. I thought it was just in his genes. She won't be able to have my children. She's not going to be able to grow old with me. And she's going to have to need my physical help. I went from being an active runner to hobbling around, wearing orthotic shoes. Losing your toes and your foot and your lower leg. My cholesterol was 494. My triglycerides were 3,295. So I think you need to have triple bypass. I was in shock. I started crying. If the medication route made me feel like that, it couldn't get much better. Any other option had to give us more hope. There is a way that they can take control of their own lives and reverse disease in their body. He was horrified that I would not choose to have surgery. I started learning, oh my gosh, there's stuff that I'm doing, so I can do this without being on this medication. If I just clean up my diet, I could hear every single cell of my body say, man, we've been waiting your whole life for this. I'm doing this because it gave me the hope that I never had. I have zero desire to go back to my old lifestyle. I have now been lupus-free for 16 years. It was the best decision I ever made in my life. I'm eight years off medications. Just living in vibrant health. One of the best decisions I ever made. You can do it. Well, that's going to be the greatest film of the year. What can I tell you? I cannot wait. Thank you for doing this. This is so exciting. Oops. Where'd you go? I lost you. Thank you, Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for coming on. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back in three hours. We are going to be celebrating Black History Month all week with co-host Dr. Columbus Batiste. And our first guest will be Dr. Milton Mills. And everyone, please check out this book and the documentary. Thanks again. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.